for inviting me. Of course. Um, no, thanks for being here. So you asked me uh, outside the elevator. I'm kind of interested to see if we do get kicked out of here because I've never um, gotten kicked out of a library. But I think it's a very real possibility. If that happens, we can switch rooms, I think. So yeah, it's, good, it's good for your kind of like academic street cred. Exactly. Kicked, you know, yeah. be seen yeah. grabbing your microphones and everything. And yeah. yeah. It's, they don't make it easy to get rooms over here, but it would be cool, especially because it's um, also Butler, so it's an older library. It is. So yeah, yeah, I can put that on my resume. So you, uh, how did I find out about you? So I was basically, um, I don't know, I was looking at uh, films that I, I thought were really interesting and films that have a defined voice, because I think I've seen uh, films that are made by the same director, but I can't necessarily tell that they were. Um, which is fine. Some people, um, like I think Soderbergh said, like he wants to do something different each time, which is, I totally get that. But uh, you, I think, have a signature, which is really interesting. But the way I came across you was through, um, they were basically ranking like the top short films made by Colombians, Columbia students and alumni. And you were on that list. Uh, It was, uh, can you guess which one it was? I I have no idea. First Men. Oh, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Please. So then, yeah, so I saw that, and then I saw a bunch of your other work, uh, and I was like, wow, like this guy, I can definitely see a defined voice, but I'm also seeing a sort of uniqueness in each sort of take. So how did, um, I mean, how did that come about? Is that something that you, do you think about your signature as a filmmaker, or is every project distinct? I I think I, I have been thinking about it actually more now, sort of, looking back a little bit and as yeah. I've had to like maybe write more sort of about my work for different, you know, to get grants or to right. get, um, you know, investors on future projects. I've had sure. to kind of do that more, but I think in making them, I, I don't really. Yeah. Um, but you know, so I think, you know, and, and one thing for me is, is I think that it's sort of like, you know, when I'm looking for something to film, whether yeah. it's a narrative project yeah. or a documentary project, it's yeah. sort of like having a little bit of a sense of what makes the hairs on the back of my neck sort of stand up. Okay. And I've sort of realized that that's sort of what I need in order to pull me through that process of like creating that film and just be like, oh, no, I can see it. Like I have a take on it or I have a angle on it or I have something to sort of say about it. And I've, you know, in film school, I'd work on different things. And, you know, whenever I didn't really listen to that sort of voice yeah. in my head, it was just like, it didn't really work out. Like it wasn't as successful. So, you know, I think one of the things from being a filmmaker from sort of when I started on film school Mm -hmm. to now is that I've been much more in tune to that inner voice saying, okay, do I really connect with this? And it has to really excite, excite me as opposed to, oh, I think this is a film that's trendy or will fit these boxes and things like that kind of like the one for me versus one for them yeah yeah Yeah. it's just hard it's just you know because it's like if it's something that excites me and then it's it's easy and for me i think there's just certain themes where it's like i kind of return to where it's you know masculinity i think definitely different ideas of sort of um you know uh you know, and the sort of nonfiction stuff, definitely uh-huh. a lot of stuff with like the body yeah, and that's yeah. sort of tied to it. So I think that that's something that I'm, I'm just sort of, um, I kind of return to and, and, um, you know, I try to look for something where it's like, what's something that maybe people haven't looked at? Like, how can I provide an angle that maybe people haven't thought about inherently? Right. So like, you know, if that's, wrestling you know professional wrestling or something then it's like 
how can I maybe take that to an audience of people who would dismiss it as being like really silly right. and say, oh, actually, like there's a lot you can unpack here or something like that. Or like I just did a doc on, on in the military yeah. and that was like, OK, how can I take people who would maybe, again, sort of dismiss the military or say it's sort of um, just sort of approach it from a singular view of sort of like pro or anti-war right. or something like that and sort of say like, OK, well, let's look at it maybe in a different political way, which is yeah. like politics of labor or politics right. of the, you know, the body versus just like pro or anti-war. So it's like, that's what I kind of need is sort of yeah. like that thing in me where I can kind of imagine myself, um, you know, showing it to someone from a new perspective, which has a lot to do with just like me sort of, you know, being like, okay, what's my initial response to this, mm -hmm. you know, and then how do I, you know, sort of, find some sort right. of twist or angle in on it well that's yeah. the you're talking about the terms of service yeah right yeah. that's the only project of yours that i think i haven't seen right, i'll, just, you know, I'll send it to you yeah, yeah you gotta yeah, send it link, to me yeah. yeah that's an interesting and then you also mentioned um that like kind of preoccupation with you mentioned the body and i think that that's an, that's a definitely a theme that i've explored or that i've seen you explore in several work but then another one just going back to first men real quick i mean that um, is definitely a case of also mistaken identity or mistaken perception, especially by the audience. I mean, when you first see her, her name is Maria, right? Yeah. You first see her and she's uh, with her mom at the mall. You don't really, you think it's going to be something related to their relationship. Maybe there's some uh, money issues that are coming up or whatever, but you have no idea what kind of person this is and what she, what kind of shenanigans she eventually gets into. So is that something that you are also interested in, in terms of what people's perceptions of, you know, others on the facade are versus like what really goes inside into each of us? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, lo I love the way that you sort of, you put that as like, yeah. oh, I need to remember that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I think, you know, I'm really drawn to character. Right. Yeah. And I think that to me, something amazing can happen when you can use the revelation of character as almost like a plot device, as okay. something that pulls and changes right. everything, right? Because um, it's sort of internal, right? And so for the first men, what I loved about, so that's based on like a short story mm. and the initial short story, it has that same effect where it's like pulling back these, these layers right. of these people where yeah. you're like, okay, you think it's one thing and then yeah. another thing and another thing and another thing. Exactly, and it keeps yeah. sort of like until the very end. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just, I just, I was like, wow, that's so dramatically um, potent to yeah. me. And, and I think it's something that like we, we do a lot like in life, right? Like we yeah. confront something or a person or a situation. And then, you know, we all have those kind of times in life where someone, you know, whether you hang out with someone in a different scenario or maybe you see them in a different context yeah. and like everything changes, you know? So it's like That's true. seeing a teacher, you know, and with the first man, it's like, she's a teacher, right? Yeah, yeah. And I love that moment where she runs into the student and the student's like, you're at the mall, you know, yeah. Seymour. And it's like, you know, when you're a kid, it's like, okay, you see your teacher every day. Right. But if you like ran into them, you yeah. know, at a coffee shop, you're like, wait, you don't Flabbergasted, live, yeah. live at the school. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I've done that. Like I was on a skiing trip with my friend and we saw a teacher and it was really, it was kind of awkward. It's like, what you exist outside of school. Like this is completely, but then for her specifically, I mean, she has a relationship with him, you know, not to go into it too much, but that is pretty complicated and very serious. Yeah, right. I mean, we can. It doesn't matter if there's spoil. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think, yeah. um, I think you know, drug use in general is such yeah. a big, um, 
people say it's an epidemic, but it yeah. really is a pandemic. <laughs> it's yeah. everywhere. And then for her to see someone that's quote unquote traditional, um, you know, she has issues with her parent, her mom, who doesn't have issues with a parent, yeah. at least at some point. But then when you realize the actual relationship between her and I guess Bo's character and that guy just looking at his face, he's really just an eerie looking guy. Bo is awesome. So yeah. Bo is an actor that we found through the casting, uh, casting director that we use. Yeah. He had been in um, like Eats Down and Eastbound, Eastbound right? and Down yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of had like a big kind of, you know, kind of like fro yeah. blonde afro. And, um, you know, he kind of has that like, like a kid like sort uh-huh. of look, but he has these deep eyes and he's yeah. a big guy. Yeah. So that was, again, it's that thing where it's like you could look at him and in one way be like, no, he's just like kind of a kid. He's kind of right. like he's a little slow, you know, in the story. But then, you know, you could on another angle, the lighting's slightly different. You're like, oh, he's really, really scary. Yeah. Um, and that that's also like a big part of the story. Right. So the, the short story is by Stacey Richter. And it's awesome. Like if you haven't read it, mm. definitely it's it's like it's an amazing short story. And I think yeah. it's also fun to look at like the short story in a short film, anytime those adaptations are made and kind of, you know, just, I love reading. I love reading yeah. short stories. So for me, you know, it, one of the things that was so fun about making the short film is like, I got to go into the stories mm. so deep and kind of like, you know, we all have when we're reading what we imagine, yeah. but you know, I was in the place where I could be like, okay, I'm going to depict it on. Yeah. And, and find yeah. ways to kind of do that with different themes and, and, a big part, uh, a major theme of the story, right, is like Maria's like sort of dismissing this kid, Bo, who yeah. she's is her student. She's a yeah. teacher, and, and but also her drug dealer. Yeah, and yeah. The, and she's buying drugs from her student, yeah. and you know she really dismisses him and writes him off as sort of like, you know, like he's he's just like a kid. He's like a druggie, whatever. And as it goes on, you kind of realize that actually she's in way deeper than you know she realizes, yeah. and it's her denial. Yeah. So it's almost like an audience realization of like, whoa, okay, she's the one who's in denial. Well, it's like that point where she's about to, he confronts her with his van or he opens this opportunity and she thinks originally that she's going to go and get drugs, like get a fix. But what really happens is this van is a gateway that's going to affect her entire life. But she doesn't, she has a little bit of trepidation, but she's very, I think maybe it's that it goes back to the relationship that she's established as a teacher originally where she doesn't have any any qualms about getting in this van with someone that she really knows as a teacher but then also as a drug dealer it's kind of yeah amazing. yeah we talked i mean one of the things i love too about the, the story the short story and the film is yeah. like the way that power dynamics change really right. really fast and yeah. fluidly in this story where you know at one point she's kind of writing him off and then, oh, but now she needs something from him. So yeah. that sort of changes. And exactly. then she, you know, and then once she realizes that she's in, in trouble and she's in this van yeah. with her drug dealer who yeah. she owes money to and he's kind of like... Talking not, about some weird things. Yeah, yeah. not screwing around yeah. um, and becomes more threatening. She tries to sort of like pull her teacher status right. again for power, but it doesn't kind of work. And, yeah. yeah. So that, again, to me, is just really interesting, the dynamics between these things and how they can shift, you know? Um and that relationship, again, between, you know, a student and a teacher in a classroom is one thing. Outside of a classroom is another thing. You yeah. know, if it's the teacher at, the, you know, if you ran into, uh, uh, if the teacher came over to your house, that might be a different thing. If yeah. you ran into them and they were working another job or vice right. versa, yeah. like, you know, all these sort of different um, scenarios can just change 
the 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 power dynamic between yeah. between a relationship in really fascinating ways to play with. Well, what was your uh, what was your experience growing up? I mean, like when you were, I guess, Bo's age or younger. I mean, where did you grow up? So I grew up in uh, Glencoe, which is mm. a, a suburb of Chicago. Okay, it's sort of like the way I describe it is like the John Hughes suburbs. It's yeah. right by where Northwestern University is. It's sort of like a very it's like a Pretty affluent, very... It's like the Ferris Bueller area. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. where they filmed, like, all those kind of films. So it's oh, like, wow. you know, it's sort of these... Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a lot of doctors and lawyers mm. um, and... Uh, kind of like know, upper middle class. Yeah, commuting yeah. in. There's, like, the rail, you know, commuting into the city. Yeah. Um, that that kind, of, kind of vibe. I mean, John Hughes, was that someone that influenced you at all? Yeah, I, I mean, I loved John Hughes growing up and still... And still really lo- love him a lot, um, yeah. you know, and I think that in terms of that teen, like I love teen movies. Like I wrote oh. in college, I wrote my um, my thesis on teen movies and actually oh, what wow. was like the t- called like the teen sex quest genre, which is <laughs> yeah. this sort of like subgenre yeah. of films. And, and specifically like I was looking at like super bad and then oh, sort yeah. of tracing it back through the history of these films that sort yeah. of where it's like a can't hardly wait. Yeah, can't hardly. Yeah, yeah. Right, American Pie, then, yeah. and then there were some like earlier ones like Gidget, which was like a surfing movie oh, wow. in the like fifties. That, that goes, I mean, that was like one of the first ones. So, anyways, okay. I've always been like really into these teen sort yeah. of movies. Um, and growing up, I you know like Dazed and Confused is one yeah. of my favorite movies. Sure, um, Ferris Bueller, yeah, uh, obviously Breakfast Club, um, all those. Um, what, were those experiences relatable to you? Did you have that kind of like, uh, you know, experience as Days and Confused or? You know, I, yes and no. Like, yeah. I think in a way, like, I sort of, like, I don't know if idolized is the right word, but I was like, you know, there was a way in which Days and Confused is like, I remember being, you know, being like, oh, yeah, that would be, I want that sort of yeah. high school experience, even though, of course, it's a period piece in the 70s. Yeah. And like, so. You don't, you don't want Ben Affleck's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not that far, yeah. <laughs> but there was something about, about it that felt like a very sort of like Americana kind of thing that I think I did relate to. Uh-huh. But I also felt very much like, you know, in some ways a little bit of an outsider in the community that I grew up. Mm. Like I didn't want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah. Um, did you get pressure from your family? To no, that? like my, my parents were more like my, my dad is a lawyer, was a lawyer, okay. like a copyright lawyer huh. for, for a, but like for a small family firm that his mother actually started. Oh, wow. And, you know, I have a lot of like professors and academic people in my family. So in some ways, like we were always a little bit like the black sheep. Yeah. Not like black sheep, but like one foot in, one foot out, you know, like, like, you know, especially in a place like they call it like the North Shore of Chicago. It's like a very wealthy, well-to-do place. You know, it's like so you're growing up with a lot of people, you know, who come from families where they have a lot of money. Right. We're well off and fun, but we weren't like in that, you know yeah, what I mean? It yeah. wasn't like the country, we didn't belong yeah. to like a country club or have okay. a second house, you know? So like yeah. that. So I was always like, I always felt a little bit like one foot in one foot out on that. And then also like I was into filmmaking. Like I was, I always wanted to be uh, a filmmaker and make movies. And when, when did that start or what led to that? I, you know, even when I was a kid, you know, playing with, you know, the first IMAX kind of came out around when I was middle school. So you could like, and that was, you could like edit a movie pretty right. easily. So around that time I was like making movies with friends. And then in high school I started making sort of more like serious movies, oh, like yeah. in the sense that they were like the first, you know, they were directed, right? Like I had shots and wrote a script and had friends right. and 
got teachers to be actors in them oh, and stuff cool. like that and would film them on weekends and saw them outside of class. Yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah. They would like, um, you know, get, get, get them to like open up the school and come and they had amazing teachers who yeah. were willing to do that and be right. like, and now I'm kind of like, wait, they were like, wait, I'm going to go in on a Saturday and be in some kid's <laughs> movie. Like yeah. what? Yeah. But it was really fun. And, and I think that, um, you know, it, like it hasn't changed so much now really mm. um i've just always really loved doing that and even in high school when i was writing you know these movies in high school and making them with friends a lot of times they were about like i made a teen movie you know yeah. i made like they were sort of about that world um were you always kind of into the teen movies like were there other subjects or other directors other types of films that you liked too or was that the main yeah movie? yeah i mean i like the coen brothers yeah. i always really love like, like the which, genre element which um, of the coen's films do you like uh i mean Blood Simple in high school, yeah. I, I really loved. Like, that was one of the first ones that I, like, came across of theirs. Was, Wasn't that their first That one? was their very yeah. first one, and it's like, kind of a pretty strict, like, film noir. And then Miller's Crossing. Yeah, Miller's, Miller's Crossing. Um, I mean, even The Big Lebowski is sort of a noir. Yeah, um, I don't really have a... I'm not a, a Big Lebowski kind of guy. I mean, are you? I, I like it, yeah. Yeah, you're, it's all right. Like, ah. it's, I think it's, it's one of their more polarizing films. Yeah. People either really like it, or they... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I respect it. I respect all their films, even that that Lewin Davis one. I mean, I I love that one. Yeah, that's that's maybe one of my favorites. Oh, and the what was the I'm forgetting the name the you know with um, Billy Bob Thornton the um uh, the barber far no the you know he's the barber and it's in black and white. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, it's so good. That one's really good. Huh. Um, but yeah, so like anyway. those were so that was another yeah one. that was the kind of stuff that that I think I was I was really into and I was sort of like discovering maybe films around that time yeah um you know it was like blockbuster yeah so it was like going to blockbuster and they had like the they had like a indie section you know yeah. blockbuster that, that was yeah. like 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 sundance films yeah. and things like that and i yeah. would kind of go and you know take take movies from that and that's how i you know a lot of things then i was like oh yeah that's that's really good and that's kind of how i, I saw a lot of things um, so you started kind of like critiquing them in your head like what or maybe studying them like what did this guy or what did this woman do to create this impression on me yeah i think i started watching them and thinking a little bit about i think i just started to understand them more as films as opposed to movies right okay. like and started to understand like okay there's directors that i like and um there's this genre of, 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 you know, like essentially developing like tastes like, oh, something can be good or not good. Exactly. Um, yeah. Cool. And then so when, I mean, was it a like, was it kind of a leap to go from high school and then realize that you want to study this? I mean, what did you study and where did you go to college? Yeah, not for, for me. I always knew I wanted to do film like I was like I said, I was making these movies and, and you know, in high school in my spare time and yeah. like, you know, would show them from the high school and stuff. And right. and and um so I went to, to college at Whit Whitman College, which is in Walla Walla, Washington. Oh, yeah. I've heard of kind of way out. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was like really in, into that idea of just being very far away and yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And it's, it's a really cool place. Um, and they had a film department, uh, like sort of, you know, it was a small liberal arts school. So I studied film, um, but it wasn't like a film school, you know. Yeah. Um, was it kind of like secluded? I mean, Walla Walla. Yeah. Near Seattle? Yeah. No, it's like four hours from Seattle. Okay, but it's also four hours from Portland. I mean, it's really like in the middle of Eastern Washington, yeah. Oregon. Like it's it's rolling wheat fields. It's like the West. Yeah, you know, it's like on the Oregon Trail. Literally, like yeah. the Oregon Trail goes through there. Yeah. Um, 
so I loved it because it was a sort of really creative community. Like I found a lot of like, you know, my friends were all had different passions and things like that. And, you know, we're putting on a musical about zombies or oh, a yeah. play or a band or whatever. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and, you know, we had a documentary class that I really loved. And, and that was sort of ended up making, you know, you know, that was sort of where the first sort of more serious film, I guess, like, um, was through those classes and working on that and then made a, this, this short documentary called Team Taliban about, mm. you know, when yeah, I was, pro- I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I was, um, you know, following these professional wrestlers and stuff. Yeah. And, and um, so that was like a really cool, you know, I think, you know, it's like, it was a pretty typical undergrad ex- experience yeah. and like the college kind of thing, but it was a really fun kind of like, kind of like more like finding your tribe of other kind of creative yeah. people. Um, that film that you're talking about, the man who wasn't there. That's, that's what it's it, called. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it. All right, so that let's go to that. Um, we'll go back and forth a little bit. That Teen Taliban movie, because I saw that the doc, uh, and I thought it was really good. I mean, it was incredible. Um, because I think my favorite part of that movie is that uh, this guy goes up, he goes in the ring, and uh, you hear a kid saying, "You're gonna die." That was the best because <laughs> it's um, this guy. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting because you're not you can see his perspective, like why he's doing this. It's kind of for, because his promoters are encouraging him to do that. But then at the same time, he admits that him doing that is going to instill this theme or this stigma inside, you know, whatever, the six or seven year old kid that's going to basically hate people that are like him. So like, is that, what drew you to that project specifically? That was, you know, it started through just, I had a friend whose brother was a, a, a professional wrestler and I was following him and, and, yeah. and meeting like a lot of wrestlers on this sort of the indie okay. wrestling like the circuit is what you call thing? that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like more than the backyard. It's yeah. sort of like what you see in the film. It's like VFW okay. halls, yeah. uh, things like that, you know, so they're like fans and everything. yeah, there's yeah. fans, but it's not like WWE right. kind of, kind of level. Yeah. Um, and through that I met a deal and like very Quickly, I was like, oh, he's super interesting because he's wrestling as this Taliban character, this evil, you know, and and, and pro wrestling is very like, it's like, you know, there's the good guys and the bad guys, you know, the the face and the heel, you know, and there's all this history of politics, you know, and it was just very clear that like, okay, you know, he was really conflicted about because he's also, he is really religious Mm -hmm. and his, you know, his, uh, He's his parents are both are I think his mom's from India and his dad's from Pakistan. Oh, so that's wow. also interesting. I might yeah. have it switched, but yeah. so that's interesting. And he had all these kind of like he talked about like these conflicts in his life of identity and, and you know oh, wow. wrestling. And that was very much of of who he was. And he's like a thoughtful person, you know. And then he was also like a wrestler. So it's yeah. so it's just sort of like, okay, this is super fascinating. He's really fascinating. He clearly thinks a lot about these things, you know. It, it, he, he's a deep sort of person, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you know, he's wrestling, and it's just sort of like you know that is just sort of really fascinating. And what's actually interesting about that, uh, you know, and I haven't spoken to him for, for a while, but I follow him, you know, like on Twitter and yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. He's had a really interesting career since that film. Hmm. He became a police officer for a while. Oh wow! And then he actually made it to the WWE. And he's now in the WWE. Oh, no way. At, not as Team Taliban, but as this other, uh, I guess, a face character. He's had a few different okay. ones. I just saw something where now he's like, I think it is more of this uh, East Asian identity yeah. face character. That's sort of like a new thing he just revealed. 
So it's kind of like a happy. Yeah, that sounds a little bit better than that. <laughs> that conflict that. He yeah, um, because it's like you know, if you're a pro wrestler, WWE is like, yeah, it's like making the yeah. NFL. Exactly. And so yeah. he's in. He's been performing in stadiums. There's like an action figure of him and all this kind of stuff. Oh wow. And, and um, yeah, and and it's you know, so that's been really kind of cool to watch. Um, but then another thing is that his partner, I mean, he had a brother that was in, I think he was in Iraq or Afghanistan, yeah, right? He was yeah. serving. So that's, for him, I can't imagine that conflict. I mean, he mentioned that, yeah, maybe my brother has checked out my website or whatever, but he probably doesn't really know the extent of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, yeah, when he said that, I was kind of like, oh, interesting. Yeah, no, that was, it was great. I, have you seen uh, Afghan Muscles? No. It's a documentary about... Um, these like bodybuilders in Afghanistan um, during a really turbulent time, like the early 2000s. I would check it out. I mean, oh, that's that's the out. one that I kind of had in my head when I was watching this one because I just saw some like thematic similarities. But I really love that one. So then when you're in college, I mean, you, so you're studying film pretty much exclusively. So then what happens? You're making films on your own. You're developing this community. This creativity um, is kind of surrounding you a little bit and walla walla. So then uh, what do you do after that? Yeah, so af pretty much right after I graduated, I moved to New York. Um, I met, um, so Team Taliban, I made that sort of my senior year. Yeah. And in that spring, it was playing at film festivals, and it played at Tribeca in New York City. Wow. And I came out here for that, and I met a bunch of other filmmakers mm -hmm. through that, and one of them um, was a guy, Tony Way, who, who just hit it off, and, yeah. and a couple of other filmmakers, but he had just graduated from Columbia. Mm. And from the MFA, or? yeah, from the yeah. MFA program, and and his you know thesis from was playing it as well, and we kind of chatted. And then, you know, he was like, "Oh, my roommate's moving out a little bit early before our lease is up," you know, and I was kind of like, didn't, you know, I was like, I "Might go to LA, I might go what to New York." What year is this? Two thousand nine. Okay. So, you know, wow, just kind of time in the world. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was a tough time. So yeah. I was like. Okay, I'm going to, you know, this, it's, this is a place and someone I know. And, and I have family in New York, too. So it wasn't like a totally, you know, cousins and uncle and stuff there. So it kind of made sense. I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And and he sort of then connected me to some Columbia, um, you know, other filmmakers who were shooting things so I could work on some of their stuff. He, he lent me their, like, uh, his swipe card so I can go in the edit lab. And I, oh, I had nice. shot a, another f short film that summer. Uh, in college before right before I moved and I was editing it like at night so I'd like go into the lab and, and you know edit it at night there and come one? back it's called Commencement uh, oh, I think I it's on my that. website yeah I yeah. love that film Thanks. Thanks. that's your, my favorite of your films oh really awesome be thank yeah, you yeah because that one is like uh I mean, it starts, um, you know, you see these three people in bed, right? And then uh, you kind of see what unfolds, which is, has that triangle situation ever worked for anybody? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I love that guy. That guy's name is Alex, right? Yeah. 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 He's great. He's, yeah. I'll, so those, so that film is really dear to me because those are, those were like my, like my college friends, right? Oh, wow. And, um, you know, Alex and, and, and Peter and Eric, like we all were just like college friends. And, and we, that film, like one day, I think it was after graduation or before yeah. in that lull, we're like, let's make a movie. And so we went out and, and we just kind of like, we, uh, I wrote with another friend, this kind of, this sort of story and we filmed it and I kind of edited it, but yeah. it was this, it wasn't what you, you ended up seeing, but yeah. it was very similar. And then I kind of was like, oh, you know, I think I want to maybe like reshoot this, um, and this was after I'd been in New York for a month or two and been on a couple of these like Columbia sets. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I, okay, now I know a little bit more, I've picked up some things. 
So I went back and we filmed it there. Mm. Um, you know, and that was like in our, it's just like that one's, that's Whitman. Like that's where we filmed it. And this, so that one's like a very dear to yeah. me film because it's like all in it and, and actors and those, you know, like, um, they're all doing like creative endeavors. You know, that well, was, that, yeah. I saw that Ari Rampy, right? Yeah. She was in the flick. Uh, yeah, so I didn't even know that. Oh, that's that awesome. Play, yeah. yeah, I saw that. Um, I mean, I didn't see the play. I just saw that she was in that. So, so good. I love, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you like Annie Baker? I, I, obsessed with her yeah, yeah i think yeah she's brilliant she's read, yeah yeah i was happy when she won that for that uh that play i yeah i thought the play was just really yeah i remember yeah. seeing that and it and i saw it here and it was like um i forget what theater it was mm. but like at intermission like all the older people left oh really and all the younger people stayed huh and they i think they had to send out an email or something to the subscribers because a lot of the, like the older subscriber yeah. base were like Confused. What is this? Yeah, it was yeah. just different because it's like slower. It's, yeah, it's, definitely. You know, um, she's yeah, she's and uh, she has one set in a writer's room, uh, Antipodes. Oh, wow. that's I think it's published now. That you can read it. That's awesome. If you're into film, like yeah, awesome. Nice. Really no, good. when I see um, when I saw commencement though, like I almost saw that as uh, like because you shoot things incredibly well. I mean, Thanks. it's like very crisp. So you can see. Um, the moves, every, I feel like every time the camera moves, it's helping tell the story. It's not being indulgent, which I, you know, obviously, like, no one likes that. But I think it's great. I almost saw it as, um, like, do you know that film Laurel Canyon? Yeah. By yeah. Cholodenko? I, I, I love it. That's, like, the taste that I had. I had the same taste in my mouth when I was watching oh, awesome. it. Because that's <laughs> Yeah, because that's another um, with Fran McDormand and yeah. Christian Bale. I and mean, that's, like, another kind of triangle i guess you can say yeah. whether it's with the mother or with that psychiatrist i love i love how that film too it like lingers in, in sort of that atmosphere and that environment yeah. so well in yeah. in, in uh, laurel canyon too it's like yeah yeah so that that's kind of what i get i mean when you think about shooting things like let's say even casting when you cast someone are you thinking about how they're gonna look this is kind of a dumb question are you thinking consciously more about how they're going to look on film from a technical aspect, or are you thinking more about what they can bring to the role in the performance? I think the performance, but I think how someone looks or your impression of them is connected to that, right? Okay. Like, so, I mean, Bo, for example, we we're talking about that. Like, you know, wanted someone who, you know, one of the is the model we actually used when sort of talking about casting was, I don't know if you've seen the film, uh, uh, birth yeah but so the kid in birth was right. like there's something about his eyes where sometimes he's like really innocent and you're like no this kid really is the reincarnated husband that was nicole was that nicole yeah, kidman? Nicole kidman. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that and then other times you're like no way so there's kind of like and that's just you know a lot of that does have to do with that's like how true. that kid that. Yeah. looks and he it's does look, these deep yeah. eyes and these kind of things where yeah. he can look old or young and so with Bo, you know he had that similar quality where we're like, oh no, he can look very like unassuming, like just a, like a kid and kind of like a baby face, or yeah. he can be like this big hulking, very threatening, menacing, yeah. menacing person. Yeah. So in that way, um, how he looks was definitely part of that, you know? Um, but it's more than just like, okay, blonde hair, you know, tall, short. I right. think it's, it's not like a type. Yeah. It's sort of like, what is, what's, you know, it's, it's like, how do you describe them? You know, what, yeah. what is it? Is it in their eyes? Is it the lighting? You know, things like that. Yeah. Um, you can't really trivialize that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with Maria for her as looking, you know, at a lot of like comedy 
kind of people because yeah. I was like, I want someone who can kind of be funny. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I like to do when I'm casting is look at not just, especially for like short films. Cause like, I think it's different. Obviously if you're doing a feature and, and, you're, and you're casting, you know, if you're casting like a big celebrity mm. or whatever that you kind of, you know, them, you have to move. Yeah. It's very different than a short film where you're like, okay, who can I actually get? Right. Who's right? What's like, but most of the people that you've gotten, I mean, they've had, they've kind of been on the, like the journey of, they've had careers. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, and yeah. that's sort of like the sweet spot for a short yeah. film. You want someone who's like really good. They've been in awesome stuff, but maybe right. they want an opportunity to do something that's more exposure, more, exposure or more centered on them. Right. Yeah. Versus like, okay, maybe they're, and Maria's done a ton of stuff like, you know, she was in that pistol shrimps. Yeah. Thing. Pistol shrimps thing with Aubrey Plaza. and all the, uh, the drunk history stuff. She's oh, in like okay. every one of those and really. Yeah. She also wrote this incredible web series called Ghost Girls. It's really, really funny. It's Belushi, Belushi, right? Uh, uh, Maria, not Belushi, like John Belushi, yeah. but uh, Belushi. Belushi. Okay, I think. Yeah, yeah. We confuse now. Everybody. That's now okay. I'm about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but um, she had an interview. There was like so. Sometimes I really like actually seeing like the like interviews that actors have done. Okay. Because you see a little bit more just about their like. Yeah. how they carry themselves. Cause like a film too, like, was it well directed? Was it poorly directed? Maybe mm -hmm. it's just like not a great role or a small role, you know, whereas sometimes there's something really nice if you can find them in a more natural moment and get a little sense of just who they are as a person, their mannerisms. And but sometimes even in an interview, I mean, they're like, uh, they're trying to sell the picture. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so you have to, you know, with Maria though, there was something where she was doing press for this ghost girls thing. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, Jack Black, I think was a producer on it and in it. And there's just some clip where at the end of it, like you could tell she was just like, like kind of done with a long day of interviews yeah. and kind of let her guard. And she said something like really sarcastic and kind yeah. of snarky. That was also really funny. Yeah. And that for me was like, okay, this is, this is, this is great. Like that's awesome. That's something that you can't get like on uh, tape necessarily. Or yeah. Or just like, it's harder to find. Like, yeah. I mean, She's great, and I said like Ghost Girls was great, and other things. But that yeah. for me was the wow. thing that I, as a director, was able to connect to and be like, okay, I really like that. I want to sort of, you know, watch um, that. So that's sort of the the kind of thing that I that I look for is like, okay, what maybe can you bring out? What maybe again, it goes back to like what we we're talking about at the beginning, like you know, especially if there's someone that you can maybe bring out in a way that they haven't been seen or something a little bit against type or something like that is really always kind of fun. Yeah. Um, well, I mean that, uh, that after Christmas movie and I saw that like going kind of against, um, I don't know if you say this against, is it against type, but the, Barbara Robertson. Yeah. So she's like this very well kind of known, uh, Chicago actor and, and does like Shakespeare and, mu and musical theater there. And, yeah. you know, it's like when after Christmas played, um, I played at the Chicago Film Festival and all my like mom's friends were like starstruck because she's oh, like, wow. just like if you see theater in Chicago, Barbara Robinson, you're like, yeah. okay, she's, you know, Steppenwolf, Goodman, like yeah. Shakespeare Company, all that kind of stuff. Um, and she's just like, I mean, she's awesome. Like she, so on After Christmas, she was just really great to work with and, and, and just a pro, but also very um, like accessible. Yeah, accessible and nuanced and cares a lot and and the you know, and just willing to kinda like put trust in in, in me as a director even yeah. when I was a student. And that's you know, that's really important and really means a lot, you know, to have someone, you know, especially like 
on something you're shooting in film school and you're like, oh, this person's worked with like all these people yeah. and for them all to kind of yeah. take your work seriously and something that you've written seriously, even as a student, um, you know, that's a really powerful thing and it, 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 it's, it's really meaningful, you know? Um, so, but they definitely have to have faith in the vision. I mean, they're not going to do it for everybody. Like I remember, um, I remember Philip Baker Hall saying that, uh, like he worked with PTA a lot, but the reason why he did is because I think he, PTA was working as, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, he was like working as a PA or something, but he was describing this film that he wanted to make. And I think that ended up being Heart Eight. And Baker Hall was like, this age difference or experience, whatever deficiency that people might perceive, I'm not perceiving it. I'm just seeing this guy's vision and it worked. They yeah. were in tons of movies together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's so cool is that, I don't know, I mean, the director-actor relationship is really incredible. And, and like people like, Pete, I mean, P.T. Anderson, it's like, I love directors who work with a lot of this same actors because they yeah. know them so well. And, and I mean, P.T. Anderson is like one of the, you know, best Pretty directors and, yeah. and you know visually but also with performances that's that's so incredible he's like quentin i mean uh, yeah absolutely he does the same similar thing like he writes directs his own things that's and, what you do yeah 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 <laughs> um there's a great documentary that's like the behind the scenes of making magnolia oh wow it's on youtube it's you can watch the whole thing i think on youtube it's really good because it's just really like it's not like a press produced documentary. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, his like brother or cousin or someone must have, that actually. must have like shot yeah. it. Cause they were like, you know, it's, you're seeing him work with actors. You're seeing him in the rehearsal process. It's like, I remember seeing him really excited. Yeah. He was jumping out of the chair. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy loves movies. You love movies. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, in terms of that, like uh, even Billy Aaron Brown, that yep. he was in, um, he was in after Christmas. I mean, still, like, someone like that, when you think about directing actors, because some directors like to talk a lot. They talk about backstory and the process, whereas other directors are like, I hired this guy because I think he or she would do the job well. I mean, which category do you think you would fit in? That's a question. I mean, what we did on both After Christmas and First Men, that I kind of liked as sort of like a rehearsal um process was not rehearsing like the actual scenes oh, but wow. i think it can't but instead getting the actors together and we did rehearsals where we sort of rehearsal rehearsed like essentially backstory scenes so oh, shared like memories basically mm. so sort of like you know it'd be like okay let's for example you know we had all the actors and be like okay let's do a scene where you know cole is son's you know asking you know, for money, or yeah. maybe he's like showing up drunk at a, you know, a Christmas party, yeah. or maybe he just met his girlfriend for the first time, or what, you know, sort of like anything that you could, or he just wrecked the car, yeah. you know, like so we'd sort of like, you know, and then be like, okay, let's improvise that. Okay, now you and the husband are going to be talking about what you do, or he, you're going to be talking to him. So, and then in uh, First Men, we did, you know, uh, we did sort of stuff. Um, where it was like, okay, let's go shop, you know, go shopping together. Like we have, you know, it's like, mom go, and the daughter, yeah, yeah, exactly. Go out and go shopping together, you know, um, things like that. So that's kind of what I like to do. Cause it like provides a way. I mean, I do think there is something worthwhile about having actors at least, especially if they're going to be family members, like spending, not have the yeah. first time that they meet on set. Yeah. yeah. And I guess you can do it and it's like acting or whatever, but I think there's something nice just 
even with just from a pure like, hey, let's meet once before before we yeah. have to be really vulnerable <laughs> together. Yeah, it seems pretty simple, but yeah. it probably doesn't happen that much. And just be silly, you know, do like theater kind of things and yeah. warm ups and just sort of like get the guard down and then kind of create these shared memories so right. that if you're doing that backstory, they can kind of play off. that. Yeah, it's just like, oh, now there's something tangible in the back of your we have an actual mind. shared memory yeah exactly like okay of that time that i was upset or yeah. that you comforted me or you came to my defense or whatever it was it's now something specific and that's so important i think in in acting and filmmaking is is is, is being specific right like do you, think, do you think that comes from like because uh, Chicago is definitely an improv improv olympic or yeah, yeah all, all those places I, I loved and and i did improv in like in college we had like oh, wow. an improv and Walla Walla team, yeah, just yeah. like the call, you know, like the college gotcha, improv yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I always really loved that kind of like in Chicago they call it like long form, yeah, improv, like the Herald, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I love that, um, and and it was kind of like more into like I didn't pursue it really after college so much, but I really love that and I really respect that, and I think it's great for writing hmm. because what if you like go into that world of, of long form improv, really what they're talking about is how do you create a good scene right right from scratch. And a lot of that relies on realizing what you've already said or put down, right? Mm -hmm. And playing off of that, right? Yeah. So like the really good improvisers, what's amazing is the way they build a scene that's dramatically interesting, but the way they do it is not by pulling in a lot of crazy outside things. Mm -hmm. They do it by being very attuned to what they're observing has already been played yeah. or already been sort of like put on the table, how their scene partner is acting. So it's all about being more specific. And I think that's like good writing and good acting and directing. Like that's, I think like something that I try to sort of channel and be like, okay, well let's notice what's going on. And then maybe we can pull that string a little bit more, you know? Do you like SNL growing up? I did. Yeah. 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 I think I was, yeah, I wasn't like a huge, like a huge, like SNL junkie, like a junkie, but yeah. I, I, I liked it. Um, I, I think I really, I really liked the improv stuff cause it felt really, you know, to me it was like being in high school is one of the few things you could do where you're under 21. It felt really like adult yeah. cause you could, right. Is like, cause the it's parents a bar. about this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you're in a bar, but you didn't have to be 21 to see it, Yeah, but it felt like a way to kind of like escape a little to bit escape and, and see these kind of like more mature things. And, and I was just like very mesmerized. I just thought it was so funny too. Like I thought I was sort of mesmerized by the way that they were able to create these scenes, you know, out of nothing that were yeah. really subtle, but also hilarious. Yeah, definitely. I mean, speaking of scenes, um, cause I saw the hypocrite, that movie too. I mean, that, uh, opens with a sex scene. Is that, um, I mean, how uncomfortable <laughs> is that? Like, do you kind of tell as the director, I mean, do you kind of tell the crew to, you know, I guess the crew that isn't directly involved with that specific, those specific shots to kind of, you know, take a break for a little bit? Like, what do you do for that just to make the actors comfortable? Yeah, that one, um, the way we did it was, yeah, I mean, it was very small. I mean, obviously the actors had, we'd all worked together a lot okay. beforehand. So again, it wasn't like yeah. just... <laughs> First scene. Yeah, they are yeah. definitely very, you know, we had done a bunch of rehearsals, we were shooting all that kind of stuff. So they were all very... Um, like familiar with each other. Yeah, definitely. And sort of like immersed in that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, for that sex scene... You know, like what I really wanted was, you know, it's not like graphic, like you don't see a yeah. lot, but I wanted it to feel very like in there. intimate, like yeah. really you in see there. The sweat. Yeah. yeah. And like you're really like 
<laughs> so the way we did that was, yeah, like, I th you know, it's basically most of the crew is out of the room except for, you know, DP and, mm -hmm. and was doing sound. And I think maybe even I was doing sound for that or holding the mic to make it even small, yeah. smaller. Um, and then we were kind of, and, and then we sort of filmed it. But, it, you know, they were great. I mean, if anything, it was kind of funny because I was like talking them through it as oh, we were yeah. doing it yeah so it's kind of like you know and then later they you know they all were like laughing at me because yeah, they yeah. were like you know but um yeah i think that's just like trust and you have yeah. to be you know sort of careful and it, it, you know now i think you would you would have like an intimacy coordinator or something like that oh interesting intimacy that's, coordinator. that's like what you like the thing you do now um but i mean i think for for this it was just like you know, we just sort of talked about it and then, you know, we're really on their faces, but I was like, you know, I want it to feel like they love each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just like, you're really sort of in there and it's a little bit uncomfortable. So it was very like, yeah, no, at first I thought that, uh, the person that he's caregiving for was, was his mom. Uh, it took until kind of revealing that, yeah. um, that she's not, cause that is something that, uh, I'm definitely familiar with. I, I, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but during the pandemic, I actually uh, worked as a tech at an ICU. Oh, wow. So I did a lot of that because I was getting a master's degree, yeah. but I was kind of doing that um, alongside it. And I definitely saw um, like a lot of the stuff that he does, like the, you know, the stuff that isn't super fun, like, you know, I'm thinking you're and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, I kind of saw that. So in terms of that, that premise, I mean, how did you, how did you kind of land on that as a topic to explore? So this project was part of it. So this was a like a Columbia film. And they have this thing called a three to five where everyone writes a script and then you swap it with oh, someone. Oh, cool. So this, and then you can like work on it and stuff. But this was actually the cinematographer sort of wrote the first draft of the script. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, sort of developed it from there. And then how did we... I mean, so I think that was pretty early on mm. in it. And then it was like a lot of sort of like researching and trying to figure like, okay, what's that kind of like? Like yeah. what kind of medical condition right. would actually lead to this? What are the things you have to do? Like sort of home care and kind of looking into all those things. Yeah. Um, no, you definitely get the sense. I mean, I, uh, yeah, it was kind of, I mean, it was difficult to watch, like especially when he, when she, uh, slashes her uh, toe. toe you know? yeah. yeah. And then he's bandaging it up, like undoing yeah. her <laughs> work. That's, that's, <laughs> Yeah, I would. Yeah, I I like that film a, a lot. I would where'd change you, a you few things. What would it, you change? Back. I would have. I would change. You know, uh, at one point of this idea of like, oh, I should make her like a nurse, like the nurse. Oh. And I think we didn't because we we're just like, well, it's a short film. It's too much story, or whatever. But I think. I think it would have been better if, if she was. I think it would have just like solidified sort of those roles in a way that might have been more clear or well, just she would probably be taking care of him yeah more, right so that was one idea was like okay maybe yeah, yeah just to kind of like add you know and yeah. i you could see that right like a, a scenario where like a nurse who's yeah. caring for someone falls that's in love with oh yeah you know or does, yeah or the the husband of the patient or, yeah. you know, something. But then also the maybe she knows some tricks that he's not familiar That's with. That's true too. And he tries to, that is know, also true. Go the dark way. So then wh where did you shoot that? We shot that in, um, New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. And because so th there's a lot of lake kind of. Yeah. It's like right? on a lake and it's a classmates. I mean, this is what I love about like film school. It's like a classmates, you know, like 
family cottage, you know, oh, and, nice. and, you know, kind of was like, oh, yeah, this awesome cottage, go film there. And we did. And it's, it's, it's awesome. You know? So Fractions of Speed, um, that's another one that I love. I mean, that's another um, sort of doc. You're kind of profiling this guy, Peter Callahan, who's basically, I think a lot of people can relate to this where, um, you know, you're good at something, but you're just not, you're not quite where you need to be to break to the next level. So, I mean, and also um, just that premise of running. I think that's a really interesting um, premise. I definitely think about that a lot, especially like how you kind of shot those um, scenes where you're going, where he's going around in a circle over and over again, but you still have to make each kind of frame of that interesting. So what about, I mean, was it Peter's story that compelled you like this mid distance runner guy, or was it uh, just a type of setting that you wanted to? Yeah, kind of it's, it's kind of a little bit of everything And that. So actually that project has expanded into a feature. Oh, um, wow. that we finished shooting and now I'm editing. So that's like nice. the current thing. Um, and that's basically that scene is going to be pretty much, I'll change it a little bit, but pretty much like the first scene of the doc. What's um, that going to be called? The same thing? Fractions or fractions of speed, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Okay. And, um, so I knew Peter cause so his brother was my age. Peter's a little bit, was like maybe four years younger than me. Mm. And we all went to the same high school and Peter oh, wow. was always like the fastest, runner i mean he yeah. he set i think he still has like the you know the the mile record for illinois you know nice. and uh you know he ran a 405 mile in high school wow. like he's you That's know a very you know he run yeah. he, he won state yeah, like everyone yeah, was yeah. like this guy's the best athlete who ever went through our high school. yeah um so i kind of knew him obviously just because like it's like okay he's he's the athlete yeah. from school and his brothers as well and yeah. who, I, who I knew better and you know played football with and stuff like that and oh, was nice. on the track team and I knew the track coach because I was on the track team not good but I knew him and we had kept in touch actually um a- after high school his wife was my English teacher and and we had talked about film and documentary stuff kind of a lot like yeah. I don't know we just kept in touch he actually in a weird sort of you know, connect the dots is how I ended up getting in touch with the soldier for the expiration terms service doc and all these things. So he reached out to me and was like, Oh, I'm working, you know, training with Peter again. Um, cause Peter, he, he ran for Princeton and then after Princeton university of Mexico mm. and then, um, ran for Belgium cause he's dual citizenship. So oh, cool. Belgium, his dad's American and he ended up, um, running for like the Be- Belgium, teams there so yeah. after, after that uh-huh. and he's and so um his former high school coach is like you know peter's back in town and and we're gonna try to make a go at the olympics because last time he was about less than a second uh, too short yeah um and you know coach was like hey would you want to film something because he knew i did film mm-hmm. filming and i think he was thinking like you know there's something with a drone or a little facebook okay. video yeah and i was like yes i do want to film something because yeah. what he didn't know is that I'd always, I mean, this is weirdly specific, yeah. but I'd always wanted to shoot a, fi- a scene on a track yeah. because like a one take of a track yeah. because I was like, oh, it's so great because it's a, they're moving in a circle. Yeah. So they can, you can have this great shot progression or variation by right. being, okay, sometimes they're going to be in the close up, Sometimes they're going to be like in the media. Yeah. Right? Well, I thought, um, and I'd always wanted to do that. And I had been interested in running and actually wrote a screenplay sort of like based off these brothers who are runners, sort of very loosely inspired by this idea of like Peter and his brothers who mm. were all really good runners. Yeah. 
So I was just like, actually, I'm really interested in this. Um, let's film something. So I talked to uh, another classmate, cinematographer, uh, Sean Webley, about this idea of like, okay, Peter's going to do a race. Let's try to do it in one take. But how can we do it in one take where we have close-ups and we have uh, shot progression and mm -hmm. it's not covered like a sporting event? Like, how do we cover it subjectively? Oh, interesting. Meaning, how do we film a race that feels like a chase is yeah. the way we described it. Yeah. So, cause there's drama in a race like, yeah. okay, he's ahead, he's below. Right. Blah, blah. Exactly. But how do we get inside the head of the athlete? So we are like, Oh, is this person going to make it? They're falling behind in those kinds of things. So, you know, Sean was like, yeah, this sounds awesome. You know? And I was like, and I want it to look very cinematic. Like that was the thing. Like I, I was like this idea of like, it's a documentary, but I want it to feel cinematic. I want to use, like you're there. Yeah, yeah, and use narrative film language a little bit more than like a traditional doc language. Right. Um, and so we kind of were like, okay, let's do this. And we figured out how to do it. Like technically is, you know, is, is like kind of a, I mean, it's a huge challenge. Yeah, we had yeah. a dolly and then we had, uh, so Sean was on a circular dolly on a really long lens, like a 200 meter lens. Mm spinning and then the dolly was moving back and forth oh wow you know and they're running yeah. really really fast so yeah. like focus polar had an amazing first ac hill steadman who was doing you know and it was like one take so i mean it was wow. like adrenaline rush for us too to film this yeah um and so we kind of did this as an exercise being like okay let's make this little kind of short um like you saw and then pretty soon after we filmed that this coach called me and was like you know i was diagnosed with throat cancer hmm. and you know I'm going to continue to work with Peter but I want you to know about these things and we had been thinking about you know should we do a larger story following yeah. Peter and this kind of forced our hand to be like okay like you know the coach is dealing with this he's starting chemotherapy now if we want this to be a part of the story we need to film this now and, you know, we all sort of talked about it and, and we're like, okay, let's do this. So we started filming that. So the film tracks both Peter trying to make it to the Olympics, right. but also his relationship with his coach, coach yeah. as he's battling cancer. Um, so there's this whole sort of medical element and, and cancer treatment element to the story as well, um, which is super interesting and fascinating. And um, I'm really excited about the film. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely awesome. Um, that's another one that I love. So then uh, a few things, like, as we kind of wrap up, that Devil Vac <laughs> movie, uh, it's pretty great. I'm always, uh, whenever I see those vacuums, I honestly get pretty freaked out, especially when they kind of turn on at night, when I go to my mom's house or something. So how did that How did that premise kind of unfold? That, what did you do that? That's, that's a good, like, silly kind of, <laughs> that was like, um, so there's, I guess, it's, it, it, at the time it was Fox, like, Digital Studios, mm which I guess was like an imprint of, of Fox that did internet yeah. short things. Uh -huh. um, they, someone had seen the first man and just, they had done these series of short Halloween films and they were basically like, do you want to pitch any of these, like any shorts to us yeah. to do? Um, and they, I think showed some references of yours kind of before. So I wrote like, I don't know, four or five different kind of like stories. Yeah. Um, and then pitched them to him. And the Devil Back one was like the last one I did. I mean, yeah. the other one, 
it makes sense why they like that one because some of the other ones were like you just don't have a lot of time in, oh, in two yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. And Devil Vac is like sort you can of get like a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was just like the one that I wrote the fastest because it seemed yeah. the dumbest. But I was like, all right, whatever. Um, and so you kind of pitch, pitch all, pitch all of them, and um, you know they like they like that one, and they're like, all right, let's do it. So, um, yeah, so they were like, let's do it, and we kind of made it, and yeah, it, that was fun because it was it was sort of the first time I had one really pitched a thing sort of in, in kind of like a room. I mean, it's over Zoom, but yeah. you know, an idea, and they're just like everyone's cold, and you don't know if they're gonna like it or not. Um, I mean, you say that you made that because, or you picked that one out of the, you know. Rest yeah, of they picked. Stories. They didn't want the other ones. They were like right. that one, or I think they couldn't make it that year. But then they were like, okay, we'll option that script, and then the next year they were like, let's make that. But that last scene, I mean, that sounds just pitching that. That sounds really technical. I mean, was yeah. that kind of a menace to shoot? I mean, how was that? It was more in the post, like yeah, yeah, in the post, uh, like getting the like VFX kind, kind of right. Yeah. yeah, we had someone who could do that, but getting it. Um, yeah, no, yeah, like we did it with like green screen basically. Okay. So it's like yeah, shoot a right. plate and then they do it and then move all the, the furniture one by one and then they composite it together. Yeah. Um, mm. So, so yeah. like you mentioned, but we had to figure that out because when I pitched it, I was like, yeah, and then everything <laughs> gets sucked down in a black yeah, hole. Exactly, like, yeah. Yeah, those vacuums, man, those are crazy. So um, then um, as, as we wrap up, I mean, you mentioned uh, kind of at the beginning of this that you don't want to take a project necessarily unless it kind of makes your the neck uh, the ha the hair of your neck stand up. So, because uh, I've seen that you've done um, you know a lot of commercials too, and then you've also done um, you worked as a DP, you've edited, you've worked as a best boy, you've done a lot of the kind of film jobs. So, what kind of le leads you to do things outside of features and shorts? I mean, is it is it just that you want to learn kind of by doing how to do these things or have more experiences? I mean. Part of it is just like making a living, right? Yeah. Like, so a lot of, you know, a big part of it is just like directing and writing shorts doesn't really like pay. pay the bill. <laughs> oh, yeah. And even when it does, it's like, not, yeah. you know, it's like not that much unless you're at a level that's, right. you know, you're really working as a pretty established commercial director sure. or feature director, you know. Um, but even then, if you're, so a big thing is like, you know, editing. Uh, is primarily what I do to to pay the bills because I can edit a commercial job. I can do something like that. Where did you learn how to do that? Was that film school or? Uh, I always edited stuff like in high school. I, I edited and then I continued to edit like my own work in film school. Mm. And there wasn't like edit. I mean, they teach editing at Columbia in the sense that like the way that they teach directing is heavily connected to editing. They don't okay. teach in a technical way, but they right. teach it this sort of approach of like shot progression. Yeah. Right. Which is editing. And I always, I like editing. I think that it is helpful as a director because you see other things that don't work. You're frustrated with your mistakes. Yeah. You learn a lot. Um, and for me, it's just like, it's a job that, like if you want to be a DP, you have to like really love yeah. that set life because it's brutal. Like yeah. you are, you know, like Sean who shot the devil vac thing and, and, and the running doc, it's like, you know, he's like on the mountains in Idaho, like shooting film camera, you know, yeah. and like you're just like you have to love to travel and to do that and lug cases. And I mean, it's it's just like that kind of lifestyle. Um, same with on set work. Like it's just really shooting a film is like long days. It's like brutal labor. Yeah. Um, editing 
for me, it's like, okay, I can do it. It's a little bit more of a nine to five. It oh, leaves a little bit more of that headspace for like writing on nights and weekends, these other projects. So for me, that was just always sort of um, like it just made it made the most sense for me of like this is what I can do to actually like pay my rent um, and still have this mental space to, to not be so exhausted that I can still work on my other projects yeah. as well. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So then you feel pretty good about things in terms of where things are, where you want to go. I mean, I'm sure the pandemic, uh, I mean, how was that experience like New York city shooting film? Yeah. I mean, so it's interesting. So on just sort of like the editing side, so it's sort of like the, you know, work side, yeah. you know, I think being in post helped because things didn't really shut down for editing. It was yeah. just things were, remote right. kind of already were maybe they got a little bit more um for our production stuff like the the documentary we were yeah. shooting you know we were tracking him going to the olympics and then you know the olympics Canceled. got yeah postponed yeah. so that was like a huge thing just in terms of okay what are we going to do how do we incorporate this we filmed some stuff over zoom and then basically once things kind of opened up and these track meets sort of started happening again yeah. we got back to filming but of course that was heavily influenced by COVID and we were sort of very lucky just like, you know, we got to, he was running in Belgium for the Belgium championships and all these kinds of things. And we had to film there and it was like literally a day or two before we got there, they changed their rules oh. about who could get in. Yeah. So we were able to get in, but we were like by a day, you wow. know, and kind of like him, like by a second. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. it really was yeah. kind of like that. And things were always changing, you know, like, okay, can you, film are there going to be these events are there going to be meets like everything kind of got scrambled right um so yeah i mean so i feel like yeah i mean i feel fortunate just in the sense that i'm able you know for me i approach it as like the goal as a filmmaker or the goal i think for, i i always approach it from the mentality of how do i just keep making work that yeah. i'm excited about yeah and if i can do that like that's what matters, you right. know, and that's really, um, so I feel really good. Like I'm editing this running doc that I'm super excited about, yeah. you know, like, um, the fact that you saw the first man and didn't know yeah. me and it yeah. spoke to you and you're like, yeah. Oh, I like this. Um, like means a lot to me. No, you know? definitely. Um, so in that way I feel, you know, I think it's really pursuing anything creative is really like it's a, it's a marathon it's not it's like an endurance thing and yeah. i think it's really about continuing to find a way to create work however you can um i mean even the commercials like i i definitely enjoy them i mean i saw that that fila one mm -hmm. and then i saw that hp one yeah i don't think being affiliated with those brands is going to hurt your career too yeah, much yeah so yeah like but i mean those i view those as just like jobs it's it's, it's commercial you yeah. know like i do so like editing stuff like that and doing yeah, things yeah. like that it's like yeah it's like a building a, you know, a carpenter, like building a, a thing. It's like, yeah. great, let's do it. But like, you know, yeah. Creatively, you want to do more. Yeah. It's just right? like, it's, it's a craft. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's like, so I approach that as like, let's make it good. Let's tell a story, but that's just like, it's, it's craft. There's no, yeah. uh, you know, and some people really like, you know, and maybe that's why I, I, sh I shouldn't say because I wouldn't be as good as a commercial director because I think sometimes to be a really good commercial director, you have to like drink the Kool-Aid of like, oh, no, okay. we're changing the world with this ad. And <laughs> yeah. like sometimes with an ad, you're just like, yeah, but yeah, do this an ad. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. 
Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I mean, overall, I really, uh, like I said, like I definitely see, I don't know if signature is the right word, but a versatility, um, through all your work. And I think it's really profound. It's not just, again, you're not just, um, you're really telling the story in every kind of move that you make. Um, and I think being a writer in addition to directing, like being a director and also kind of using those dual forces to help tell the story and work with, you know, really great actors. I think it's great. And I really enjoyed watching the work. And I think that it, it definitely is very significant. So I'm excited to see, um, I'm excited to see that the feature that you mentioned, and then also like all the things that you have going ahead. And I really appreciate you doing this. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you doing this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.